How's everybody doing this morning? Good, good. Like if I haven't got to meet you yet, my name's Trey and my lovely bride Heather and our kids are around here somewhere. They're getting stuff ready and we've been here for several days and we'll head home after the third service. And um, But it is, it's a privilege and honor to be here and to be a part of, of what y'all are doing in this community with kids coming from all over and very special. I want to encourage you to stop by our product table out there. We have uh, some books that I've written, some teaching CDs. The bigger ones are CDs. The smaller ones are flash drives. There's uh, magazines out there. There's T-shirts. Um, we do that to just add value to you. You know, I always say you're going to read something on the toilet anyway, so it might as well be some good material, right? So please take those magazines. It'll show where you can watch our TV show and how to do the podcast and YouTube channel and all of that, you know, we write daily devotionals and stuff that we send out through email and um, so we do that just to add value to people. We want people to know God and to be the best them that they could be. And that's our mindset as we come into God's house this morning. I like what Pastor says of this being God's living room. You know, when you think about the house of God and what God's heartbeat is for coming to church, it isn't for us just to feel better about ourselves on the way to lunch. You know, a lot of times we might have that mindset that, okay, you know, I'm really hungry, but we got to go to church first. So we'll go through church on the way to lunch. And, you know, we want, we want to set our place, uh, our heart and our mind in a place where, okay, I'm expecting to hear God. And then I'm going to take what I'm hearing and I'm going to apply it to my life. Because it's not just the churchgoers that get results. It's the doers of God's word that gets results, right? Yeah. And so this morning, I, I believe the message that, the Lord is, is talking to us about is it's challenging in, in some ways, but it's for all of us to realize that, that we are a work in progress. You know, I, um, Pastor Andy, he just had a great illustration earlier about horses and stuff like that, but I'll let him tell it sometime. I don't want to take his story. That was, that was a good one. That was good stuff. <laughs> um, but just the importance of you and I becoming everything that we're called and created to be. You know, sometimes we can get in the mentality that, okay, we are just churchgoers instead of staying in the process. Say process. Staying in the process of becoming everything we're called and created to be. Because I don't want to just be a trained Christian where training is a part of it. We gotta train all these different areas of our life and God wants us to train ourselves. But I wanna stay in the process of being transformed because we never stick a flag in our life and this we've arrived, you know. It's a, we are all a work in progress and, and, it, and that's exactly what it is. It is a process. You know, I always think when I hear the word process, I think in the laws of consistency, um, how if, if I wanted to chop, chop down a tree and I were to pick up an ax and I were to hit it at the same spot just five different times every single day and then I laid the ax down and tomorrow I got the ax and I hit it in the same spot every single day, would that tree eventually fall? Yeah, it would, right, if I hit it in the same spot every day. But if I come out and I hit it all over the place, just, you know, just going nuts on it every single day, I'm just gonna beat the tree up. The tree's never gonna fall. Wear myself out, but the tree never falls. But if I pick up and I find what I'm called and created to do, I find my gifts, my passions, my callings, and I stay consistent with applying God's word in the same place, at the same spot, each and every day, eventually, I'm gonna be walking in everything that God's called and created me to walk in. 
So go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, pause. When we read God's word, we've got to ask, is this me? Can I find myself in God's word? Is my face, you know how the old encyclopedias, you know, they'd have a picture. You're looking up squirrel, and there'd be the picture of this squirrel sitting right beside. Well, when we read God's word, can we see our picture right beside that? If anyone is in Christ, is that me? He is a new creation. The word new creation in the Greek means an original formation, a new species of being that has never existed before. A new creation, the life of God enters you and I. We become a new creation, someone that's never existed before, original formation. So when we call upon the name of Jesus and we come out of the kingdom of darkness and we come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the life of God enters us and now we are positioned to be who we are originally created to be. Ezekiel 36, it says, verse 26 through 28, I will give you a new heart. And I'll put a new spirit within you, and I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. So he's saying when this new life comes on the inside of you and I, that he puts his spirit in us, and when we yield to his spirit in us, he will cause us to walk in the word of God. He will cause us to do the word of God. He will be our God, and we will be his people because of what he did on the inside of us. Philippians 1, 6, this is the Apostle Paul talking. He says, I'm not, I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you, say in me, will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in me. Say, in me. He says, I'm convinced, I'm sure, I'm certain that what God started in me, he's going to continue. Do you realize that as we're in the presence of God this morning, he is continuing the work that he started on the inside of us? See, when we call upon the name of Jesus, instantly we're born again. Instantly, we become a new creation in Christ Jesus. It, it is the greatest miracle that there is. Instantly, we are new people in Christ, but the changing process is a lifelong process. It takes a lifetime to become everything we're called and created to be. So this is where I want us to just think about. Get, let, let's, for the next 20 minutes, let's, let's give it our best right here. I want to stay in the transformation process. I want to experience everything God's called and created me to experience. Do you? Can I see hands of those of you that want to experience? Okay, that's most of you. The rest of you, I'm glad you're here. Stay with us. You'll, you'll desire that. All kidding aside, on the inside of us, every one of us want to know God, and we want to be the best us we can be, right? We want to fulfill God's purpose for us. We want to walk in our gifts and callings. and We want to, to experience peace and joy. We want these things because we're created in the image and likeness of God. We're designed to, to fellowship with God. We're designed to long for the presence of God. We want to rule and reign. We want to realize we're right. We want certain, the life of God. It's in us. He's in us. In you. Say in me. But from time to time, I, I need to step back 
and ask, am I still in the transformation process because there's difference between being trained and being transformed. Now, the training process is a part of us being transformed. Am I in the process of being transformed in every area of my life? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, this age fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. Now notice the word conformed. And, and I look at the light fixtures and stuff up here when I, when I think of the word conform because that's what it means. It's like a mold. When they made the light fixtures at the factory, they pour stuff into this mold to come out with this design. And he says, don't be conformed to the world. The enemy is wanting to conform the way we think, conform the way we believe, conform the way we see male and female and marriage and life. And they're wanting to conform. And Paul says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Transform comes from a Greek word metamorpho where we get our word metamorphosis and it's going from a caterpillar to a butterfly, from a tadpole to a frog, from the old to the new. And he's saying to you and I, be transformed, be changed by the entire, entire renewal of our mind. Entire, not just a little bit of changing the way we think. He says entire renewal of our mind. He says when we do this, we will prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We will prove, prove, not guess, not wonder, not wish. We will prove. So you wake up in the morning and you know this is who I am. This is what I'm created to do. This is where I'm going. This is what my gifts are. I am on the earth for such a time as this. You prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Every one of us want to, to know what we are called and created to do. And a transformed believer begins to think different than other people think to live different than other people live. So I've got to ask myself, am I thinking different than other people think? Or am I, am I thinking different than other churchgoers? Am I thinking different than the world? Or did I act the same way when COVID hit? Did I, am I acting the same way because of inflation? Am I thinking the same way as, as Tom, Dick, and Harry? A transformed believer thinks different. They think different. They think like a winner and not a loser. They think like more than a conqueror instead of getting their tail kicked. They think like a victorious warrior instead of sucking your thumb and pulling your ear. and What about me? No, no, a transformed believer thinks different. Say it, I think different. Do I, do I really think different? A transformed believer does. We think different. We think different. Now, as we get into God's word and we begin to think different about our body and different about our marriage and different about our kids and different about our finances and different about the character and nature of God, a transformed believer thinks what? We think different than people who don't know God. We think different than people that just go through church on the way to church, lunch. We think different. Say it, I think different. And when we begin to get into God's word, we begin to look into God's word, and then a transformed believer begins to see different. You begin to see yourself differently. You begin to see your, your career differently. You begin to see different. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, it says, Whenever, say whenever, a person turns in repentance to the Lord. The veil is stripped off and taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured or transformed into His very own image. 
in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, you know repentance is a gift? It is a gift for you and I. When we learn how to live in repentance, I mean, you think about the prefix re, R-E, always brings it back to the original. Pen, penance comes from large room, penthouse, there's large room. So repentance isn't just sucking my thumb, pulling my ear, bawling. I mean, if, if you need to do that, do that, you know, whatever it is. But repentance is whenever we miss it, we ask God to forgive us, we receive his forgiveness, we're living tender to the things of God. Our heart is tended towards the things of God. And whenever we repent, re repentance is a gift. We repent. We're in this big room where we belong. Do you realize you belong in the presence of God? Do you realize you belong? There's a place for you in the presence of God, regardless of where you've come from or what you've done. You belong in the presence of God. God looks at you and he desires for you to repent, to come back into this big room that he's made you to grow from to be everything you're called and created to be. Whenever, 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 middle of the night, early in the morning, when you're addicted, when you're strung out, whenever a person turns in repentance, he says, the veil is stripped. The veil's removed. And the Spirit of the Lord is there. And he begins to help you transform. It's him who's helping us transform because we're continuing to behold in the word of God. See, what we look at determines what we see. As I look in, stay with me here, as I look into the word of God, I start to see. You see, we look through our eyeballs, but we see with our heart. And as we look into the word of God, we begin to see ourselves as forgiven. We begin to see that we are redeemed from the curse of the law. We begin to see that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We begin to see because we're looking, we continue to look into the word, we start to see. It's just like in a mirror, you start to see the creases. You start to see the detail. You start to see what you're put on this earth to do. You start to see that you belong in the presence of God. You start to see God watching over his word to perform it. You start to see angels that are assigned to you. You start to see, and what you look at out here cannot talk you out of what you see because what you see is from God's perspective, and it changes what you look at. See, a transformed believer thinks different and they see different. Are you seeing your life differently than everybody else? Because most people see our weaknesses. They see what we can't do. But when you get in the presence of God and you start to look into the word of God, you start seeing it from his perspective and you start realizing, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You start realizing, if God is for me, who can be against me? A transformed believer thinks different. A transformed believer sees it. Remember, transformation is a process. Born again, is, it happens instantly. You being made righteous happens instantly. But the process, that's why it's so important of what you're, what you're learning, what you're seeing, what you're hearing. A transformed believer thinks different. Say it, they think different. A transformed believer sees different. Say it, they see different. A transformed believer believes different. They believe different when they get that report from the doctor. They believe different whenever the economy goes haywire. They believe different when the government is doing things that, that we'll just leave it there. 
So I've got to ask myself, if I'm in the process of being transformed, it means I'm thinking different, it means I'm seeing different, but it also means I'm believing different. I'm believing different than Aunt Boo Boo and Uncle Ding Dong. <laughs> Mark 9, 23, some of you are thinking, is that really, do you have an aunt named Boo Boo? No, no, I don't, I'm just kind of just on it. Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to the person who believes, not to the person that just goes to church. To the person who believes, to the person who believes. The theme of our, our camp here was believe. The person who believes, all things are possible to him who believes. Not just show up, but the person who believes. Showing up's important, but we've got to believe. Having a Bible is important, but see, belief activates the Word of God. The Word of God just stays as another book until we believe it. Isn't that what happened when you believed in your heart unto righteousness and with the confession mouth is made unto salvation? When we believe the Word of God, it activates the power of God. The Apostle Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. So I want us to think, what's the level of my ashamedness? I don't even know if that's a word or not. Ashamedness towards the gospel. He says, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed that I'm forgiven. I'm not ashamed that the blood of Jesus cleanses me. I'm not ashamed that I have the name that is above every name. I'm not ashamed that I'm the righteousness of God. I'm not ashamed that I have angels that are assigned to me. I'm not ashamed that I'm a king in the kingdom of God. I'm not ashamed of who God has called and created me to be. And Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is, it is the power of God unto salvation. But what activates the power is my belief, he says, to everyone who believes. Yeah. See, a transformed person believes that somehow, some way, my God's going to show up. Somehow, some way, his hand is upon my life. Somehow, some way, he's going to protect me through all this. Somehow, some way, he supplies all of my needs. I don't care what, how high diesel goes. Yeah. A transformed believer thinks different, sees different, believes different. They believe that somehow, some way, God is going to show up for them. Pause for a moment and let's just check how am I thinking, what am I seeing, what am I believing, because a transformed believer believes different. A transformed believer begins to speak different than other people speak I remember when I first gave my life to the Lord, I was in my 20s and I was living in El Paso, Texas, and I was just, I mean, come out of this rough environment and everything, and this horse just ticked me off one day. I mean, ticked me off. And I created some new cuss words. I mean, I mean, I just let this horse have it. You know, I'd saved, I was born again, you know, but I'm new in the process here. And I remember when I got done giving this horse a good cussing, I looked around and everybody's eyes were like this and their mouth was open. And it just grieved my heart. And I made a decision that day that that will never happen to me again. Lord, help me, help me, help me. How, how do I change what comes out of my mouth? Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 and 34, he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I started filling my heart with different things. I started filling my heart because a transformed believer thinks different, sees different, believes different, and a transformed believer talks differently. When pressure comes on, how are we talking? Are we talking about the answer? Are we talking about the problem? Are we talking about what we can't do? Are we talking about what we can do? We are children of the Most High God, and we have the nature of God on the inside of us. And when pressure comes on, the Word of God should be coming out of our mouth. A transformed believer believes different and talks different. Proverbs 18, 21 says, the power of life and death is in the tongue. 
2 Corinthians 4.13, it says, The spirit of faith believes and the spirit of faith speaks. So pause. Let's look at ourselves. Not at anybody else. Let's look. Everybody hold your fingers up. Now, this is really good for us. Do this right here. How am I doing? Okay, how, how am I doing? So the spirit of faith believes God's word and speaks God's word. When it comes to my finances, am I believing God's word or speaking God's word? When it comes to my destiny, am I believing God's word and speaking God's word? When it comes to my physical healing, am I believing God's word and speaking God's word? Or am I speaking the problem? Am I speaking what I don't? Am I speaking about what everybody else is speaking? Because a transformed believer speaks differently, speaks different. Remember this one guy from Brazil came over to the house and I was helping him with his roping and everything and I've, I've been in the process for lo so long and he's just sitting there watching me and listening to me. He goes, if I change the way I talk, can I rope like you? <laughs> I said, well, it'll help, but I mean, you can't skip the process. Remember what James tells us, the half-brother of Jesus in James chapter three, he says that our, our tongue, it's like a, a bit that we stick in a horse's mouth. And we're going to direct the horse whichever way we want him to go by the words that come out of our mouth. He says, our tongue is like a rudder on the bottom of a ship. I want you to picture this. When it comes to your life, he says, it, it doesn't matter how intense the waves are or how intense the storm is. That Just with that little bitty rudder, he just consistently keeps turning it as he's rocking, as he's bucking, and he keeps turning, and he keeps turning, and he keeps turning. Eventually, he's going to turn the ship. He says, our tongue is the same way. Regardless of what's going on, we keep believing God's word and speaking God's word. Regardless of the doctor's report, believe God's word, speak God's word. Regardless of the economy, believe God's word, speak God's word. Our tongue is going to turn our life in the direction that God has promised us it would go. And a transformed believer thinks different. They see different. They believe different. They talk different. Say it, they talk different. Now, I'm not saying get flashcards on Christianese, because you know, at church, we talk different, right? Oh, bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. No, it becomes real to you. We, we had a horse the other night that tried to colic, and we did the natural and everything else like that. And, but during those times, you have an opportunity to think like everybody else, believe like everybody else, talk like everybody else. Or we have the opportunity to, to think in alignment with God's word, believe in alignment with God's word, speak in alignment with God's word, and allow God's super to come upon our natural. And glory to God, the horse is fine and whole and complete. And, you know, if you don't know what colic is, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just not, it's of the devil. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> but you want the horse to poop. And so when the horse pooped, I mean, we do the dookie dance. It's like, yeah, glory to God. You know, kind of like when your kids were potty training and you know, and he's, yeah, good job. You know, the kid's face is red and he's pushing and everything and you're, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we were like when that horse did. We did the dookie dance, you know, glory to God. <laughs> I'm still a work in progress, you can tell, you know. You can say things at cowboy church that you can't say at some of the churches I go to and that's, that's just a lot of freedom in that. <laughs> A transformed believer talks differently. A transformed believer feels different. They feel different. Not, not only does a transformed believer think different and see different and believe different 
and talk different. A transformed believer, they, they expect different. Now, track with me here real quick because my thinking affects what I believe and what I believe, it affects what I expect and what I expect is gonna affect my attitude and my attitude's gonna affect my actions and my actions are gonna affect my habit and my habit is gonna affect my character and my character's gonna affect my destiny. So if I wanna change my destination, if I wanna change my character, if I wanna change my habits and I've always gotta reverse it to changing the the way that I think. A transformed believer thinks different. They believe different. They talk different. They see different. They expect different. Pause. Am I expecting anything different than somebody who doesn't know God? Am I expecting things to turn around for my good because I am called and I do love God? Am I expecting his super to come up on my natural? Am I expecting my body to turn around that area? Maybe it's a lung or maybe it's a liver that's not working or maybe it's my red blood cells or white blood, whatever it is. Am I expecting God's super to come up on my natural? Am I expecting even while I'm asleep the word is working mightily in me? Because a transformed believer expects different. Am I expecting different? God always meets us at our level of expectation. When you come into the house of God, are you expecting to hear God? Are you expecting God to, to show up? Are you expecting? What are you expecting? Psalm 62, verse 5. The psalmist David, he says, My soul waits only upon God and silently submits to him. For my hope and expectation are from him he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense and my fortress, and I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved because of my expectation. I shall not be moved regardless of what the economy is doing because of my expectation comes from God. Psalms 27, 13, and 14. He says, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living? What would have become of me if I not expected, as the Amplified says? What, what are you expecting? Because a transformed believer expects something differently. Not only think different, and not only see different, and not only believe different, and not only talk different, not only expect different, but a transformed believer feels different. You feel the Spirit of God. We're not moved by our feelings, but your feelings come along and they support your decision. They support your thinking. They support your talking. They support you feel that somehow, some way, God is leading you and directing you and guiding you. When you're staying in the process of transformation, you feel that you're born for such a time as this. You feel like your gifts can be used for the glory of God. You feel something different. See, passion always energizes a person's gift. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Paul's writing to Timothy, and he says, Timothy, I want to encourage you to stir up your gift. The gracious gift of God, I need you to fan the flame, Timothy. What was he saying? Timothy, I know you're being transformed and I need you to recapture why you're put on this earth. I need you to recapture what you're called and created to do. I need you to think different and see different and believe different and talk different and keep fanning, Timothy, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Timothy, I need you not to lose sight of what you're called and created to do. A transformed believer thinks different, sees different, believes different, talks different, expects different, feels different. Look at your neighbor and say, I knew you was different. <laughs> and we're going to end on what that person just said. A transformed believer, they act differently. But see, the thing is, a lot of times we concentrate on the action instead of on the becoming. And if I realize that this is a process and 
when I think different and see different and talk different and believe different and feel different, then it's going to be natural. I'm going to do different. But we can't change the action if I don't change the thinking. Always remember everything in life worthwhile is uphill. The marriage that we want to have, it's uphill. Our financial status that we want to have, it's uphill. The dream, the calling, the assignment, it's uphill. But a lot of times we come to church and all we're doing is we're just thinking about going uphill. And then we look around and we ask our buddies, what do you think about going uphill? It's hard, I'm not going uphill. And we take a survey about going uphill. And we go and we buy all the gear and we have our new hiking shoes on and we got our pickaxe and we got our hat with the light on it. And what are you doing? I'm ready to go up the hill. And then Aunt Boo Boo and Uncle Ding Dong, they tell us, now, you better get your rest before you go up the hill. Oh, you're right, you're right. And we spend 30 years resting, waiting on God. And the whole time God's saying, I'm waiting on, on you. See, in order for us to change our country, to change our county, to change our family, to change our business, fingers up in the air one more time. Everybody do this, good for us. We gotta change right here. If I wanna bring any type of change, I've gotta be changing me. Am I in the process of being transformed? Because if I am, stay with me, I'm gonna think different, say it, think different. I'm going to believe different. I'm going to see different. I'm going to talk different. I'm going to expect different. I'm going to, I'm going to behave different. I'm going to feel different. Not different in, oh man, they're really strange over there. No, a transformed believer is in the process. So when we come to church, let's have the mindset, okay, today I'm going to hear a little bit and I'm going to do a little bit. What, what did you hear today? What does God want us to know and what does he want us to do? What does he want us to know is that he's for us and that when we stay in the part of the transformation process, his super is going to come upon our natural and we're going to prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. But to take inventory of ourselves and realize that if I'm truly being transformed, my thinking is changing, my believing is changing, my vision is changing, my words are changing, my attitude is changing, my feelings are changing, my actions are changing, all for the glory of God. You are created in the image and likeness of God and God has placed the dreams and desires and gifts on the inside of you to use for his glory. God is not done with you yet. There are individuals here that you feel like you are so hopeless and that God is done with you. You listen to me. God is not done with you yet. You are here for such a time as this and it's time to cast off all the care and to work through the shame and the guilt and hear the voice of God in here. Remember, what you see in here wants to be stronger than what it looks like out here. It looks hopeless out here, but in here, look in here, and the Spirit of God is saying, I'm for you today. The Spirit of God is saying, get up. The Spirit of God is saying, rise. The Spirit of God is saying, become. The Spirit of God is saying, he's not done with you. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes? And I want you to look, I want you to look inside. And when you look inside and you ask, am I, 
Am I in the process of being transformed? When you look inside, can everybody at the sound of my voice please be real with yourself? When you look inside, are you confident that if you were to die today, you would spend eternity with God? When you look inside, can you recall the moment or time when you yourself called upon the name of Jesus and you settled where you're gonna spend eternity? First John chapter five, it says, the person who receives Jesus, they know that they have eternal life. They don't guess, they don't wish, they don't hope, they know. Do you have that knowing that if you were to die today, you would spend eternity with God? If you don't have that knowing right where you're sitting or standing, would you settle today where you're gonna spend eternity? You say, how can I settle where I'm gonna spend eternity? It's very simple. The Bible says, when we believe in our heart unto righteousness and declare with our mouth that Jesus is our Lord unto salvation, that we will be saved. So it has to do with our heart and it has to do with our mouth. And every one of us have a heart and every one of us have a mouth. And when we believe, it activates the power of God. When we believe God's word and we declare God's word, it activates the power of God in our life. You can settle where you spend eternity by this simple prayer that we're gonna pray right here together, heads bowed, eyes closed. I want all of us to pray this prayer together out loud. And those of you who are doing this for the very first time, you're settling it. As we pray this prayer, I want you to believe and I want you to declare with some boldness. And we're gonna pray this with you because we want you to know we're on your team and we're in this with you. Can we pray this prayer together? Can we say, Father God, today is the day that I make the decision to believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and according to God's word, I'm now saved. And I can be certain that I'm forgiven, I'm cleansed, and my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you said that prayer for the very first time and you meant it, you meant it, you were serious about it. On the count of three, I want you just to slip your hand up in there and hold it there saying, yes, God, I said it, I meant it. We have ushers that wanted to stick a Bible in your hand. On the count of three, just get it up there. One, two, three. Would you just stick your hand in the air saying, yes, I said it. Hold it up just for a sec. There's one here at the front. There's some at the back. There's some over here. Hold it up there. Just hold it in the hand. There's some in the middle right here. Thank you, Jesus. There's some right over here. Thank you. There's one at the back back there, guys. Hold it up. There's one right here in the middle. Thank you. Hold it up just saying, yes, I said it. I believed it. I meant it. Hold it up just for a sec till they get right there in the right there in the back, right there. Thank you, Father. Now you can put your hands down. Now look here at me. The Bible says the angels in heaven are rejoicing over those who just made Jesus Christ their Lord and personal Savior. That is the greatest decision you'll ever make. Now, I want to encourage you to stay plugged in. Stay in the process because now instantly, instantly you were made a new creature on the inside. The old is gone. The new has come. But the transformation process, it is a process. Can I get an amen, church? That's why we need divine relationships. We need divine connections. Good Bible teaching. Let's be transformed. Let's be light shining in darkness. We got what it takes 
to be the best us we can be all for the glory of God. You know what, church? All for his glory. Say it, all for his glory. Now, whenever we're dismissed, my lovely bride Heather and I would be up here. We'd love to pray with you. Those others that'll be up here, prayer partners that would love to pray with you. Whatever's going on in your life, if there are physical symptoms, there are several of you here, you've been dealing with severe issues in your throat. And the healing power of God, mine sounds tired because I've been yelling uh, with kids for the last several days. But there's a serious issue with your throat. At the healing power of God, kidneys, there's people here that you've been dealing with issues in your kidneys. And the presence of God is here to deal with that. There's some of it, one of you, your, your middle finger right now, I don't know what you did to it, but the healing power of God is present. See, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can we stand to our feet? I want to pray for you. We'll be dismissed. Father, I love you. I bless you. I declare this word is sealed into our heart. And Father, change takes place on the inside of us. Those who accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that there's just a desire, a hunger, a passion to know you and to be their best. And that, Father, we live as transformed believers, that we stay in the process. And that, Father, we give you all the honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless y'all. We are dismissed. We'll see you another time.